Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Pastor Jean-Louis, do you want to come up? Jean-Louis is going to bring the word to us this morning. Just give him another round of applause. God bless you, brother. Thank you very much, Phil. Good morning, everybody. It is a privilege to be always coming every Sunday in this place, not to see people, but to actually fellowship with God. And I guess that every morning, when each and every one of you wake up, specifically on Sunday, you are thinking, what do I have to do? There are so many things that I want us to be aware that life brings our way. But from the time we are born to the time we die, every single day, there is a specific thing that we do. Specific thing that we do that becomes a routine. And that is actually getting prepared. You go to bed at night, you wake up in the morning, and you prepare yourself for the day. You prepare yourself for work. You prepare yourself for so many other things that life brings to you. And the word prepare is very, very specific, and it's something I just want us today to look at. Because it is not just a word. We are actually in a life, and we as Christians have to get ready. Ready for being with the Lord. Prepare ourselves daily to be with the Lord. I want us to focus on that. I want us to remove any anxiety we might have this morning. I want us to actually... Just take a time to pause and just think about our life. We want to actually look at what God has called us to do and how he's actually called us to prepare ourselves for the time when we will be with him in heaven. It is a discussion that many people don't like to look at because they think, well, maybe we are talking about getting close to death. But no, it is something that God wants us to look at on a very daily basis. Prepare, 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 prepare. Prepare yourself. And this morning I feel that, you know, we need to look at the meaning of the word preparation and the concept that is tied up to our everyday life and how the Bible looks at it. How the Bible is telling us children of God to be prepared. I'm sure we have all been in situations at times where we feel, um, well, this was an opportunity, and I missed out on that opportunity. And we look back and we say, oh, if only. Now, if only comes with, if only I was ready. And then we say, well, too bad. We were not prepared for that opportunity. And the opportunity came and passed us by. We can only say if. But with Christ, we have a very, very special opportunity. The opportunity to be ready. The opportunity to be ready when the master comes back. The master has promised that he will come back. One day, he will come back. But will we be ready at that time? The word prepare was specific in the eyes of John the Baptist. And I want us today to actually look at this scripture. And I want you to open your Bibles, please, to Matthew. We will open to Matthew. And let's first of all go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, 
I will just read from 1 to verse, uh, to, to verse 3. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judah and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who has spoken of the prophet Isaiah saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So, John the Baptist we all know, reading the story of John the Baptist, that it is not, it didn't come by accident. The venue of John the Baptist was not something that was more, you know, unanticipated. It's something that was planned way before by Isaiah, foretold in the Bible by Isaiah. If you look at Isaiah 43, 40 verse 3, Isaiah is actually saying, prepare the way of the Lord make his path straight. And the question for us today is, is this message still relevant in our lives as Christians? Is it something that we still want to focus on? Because after all, Christ has come and Christ has gone. But we have now the opportunity to look into the world and thinking, right, Christ needed to be received as the Messiah. But the message of John was for people to actually repent from their sins. It was for people to turn back from their ways and to look at God. And what we look at today, we can think, look, I think Christ has come. I think I'm a Christian. I don't really need to prepare the way of the Lord. I need, I just need to prepare myself. And that's the difference. The main difference is that we need to prepare the way of the Lord by certainly Helping people to understand that Christ came. Christ died for them. Christ has given them an opportunity to be saved. But equally, we do not want to just prepare the way of the Lord without preparing ourselves. And that's where the key difference is with the time of John. We also need to actually look on a daily basis as how we need to prepare ourselves. Every single day you look at the fact that you have exams, you prepare yourself for exams. You prepare yourself for interviews. You, know, to, you need to actually look at the companies you are going to. You need to look at the facts, the finances. You need to actually look at what happened in the life of that company over the past few years. You prepare yourself. When you actually work 24-7, you prepare for your retirement. You prepare for the fact that one day you will no longer be at work and there will need to be a certain capital that you can use as your retirement pots. When you decide to go on holidays, you prepare yourself. I mean, you can't just turn up today. I mean, some people do it. They turn at the airport, buy the ticket, and then off they go. But most of us, we do tend to prepare ourselves for these holidays. We make sure we have the money available for it. We book on time to get probably the best deal. We make sure that we prepare our clothes and everything on time so that it's not on the other side we say, oh, I've forgotten that and that. We do tend to prepare ourselves for Christmas. We do tend to prepare ourselves for parties. And the choir prepare themselves every time for Sunday service. So it is part of our daily lives. Preparation is not something that we can actually do without. Many people say preparation is the key for success. And as Christians, we know we want to live successful lives. We want to be people that are successful in everything that we do. 
But we don't always take the time to prepare ourselves the way we should. The preparation that John the Baptist was talking about was actually for people to really make sure that they shy away from their understanding that the Messiah was going to come just as a very big king, from their understanding that it was a bit flawed, from sticking to the law. There was something new that was going to come into their lives, giving them the opportunity to turn away from what they were doing previously. And today, we have a great commission that Christ has given us to actually go out in the world and tell to people, prepare people, let people know that he is real, let people know that he has an opportunity. They have an opportunity to be with Christ, to be prepared for him. And most of the time it's good. We talk to people, we talk to our neighbors. We want them to actually be ready for the day. But you know what? Sometimes we do forget about ourselves. Sometimes we do think that coming to church on Sunday is enough. We think that praying maybe once in a week is enough. We think that our routine will see us in good stand. But we ought to be prepared every single time. We ought to do more every single time. We ought to press on. And I want us to look at exactly what happened in the Bible. On a very specific occasion, we have Jesus the Master coming and saying, On Matthew 24, please, if you can open your Bible. We want to actually quickly read a couple of verses there. Matthew 24, can we open our Bible to verse 36? It says, but of that day and hours, no one knows. Not even the angel of heaven, but my father only. Christ is saying, I'm coming back, but the time, we don't know. Verse 42, watch therefore. For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Watch therefore. For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Verse 44. Therefore you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at the hour you do not expect. I guess these four verses, these three verses are very strongly showing that our Messiah is coming back. Many of us sometimes, we believe in that, but we don't think about being ready for the time he's coming. The Bible says Christ will be coming as a thief in the night. Christ will be coming at a time we least expect. Nobody can phantom, nobody can try to put mathematical calculations surrounding the time he will be coming. But our heart needs to be ready. Our life will to be ready. We need to be ready for the time. It is a preparation that takes time, effort, diligence, willingness. It is not something that can be done lightly. It is something that we need to press on irrespective of what we go through. Irrespective of the challenges that we have in life. Irrespective of what our friends tell us. Irrespective of the beliefs of our families and loved ones. We should be prepared not because somebody else is getting prepared. We should be prepared because we want to be with the Lord on that day. And that is the most important thing that we have to focus on every single minute. Because the Bible is telling us, watch. Watch, therefore. Watch and pray so that you do not fall into temptation. So that you do not actually miss out. Walk out on your salvation with fear and trembling. 
Because it's something that needs to apply. If you fail to watch, you actually go a little bit towards unpreparedness. And as Christians, that's not what Christ wants. So if today I were to ask you, what is the very last thing that you did prepare for? And how did you go about it? What exact things did you do to prepare for that? Was it a meeting at the GPs? Was it an interview? Was it holidays? What was it? What did you do? Was it something you really took the time to go through to make sure it was ready? For those of you who are working on project side or on the business side, or for those of you who have things that they want to deliver, how did you go about it? How did you look at it? Did you think, I will just turn up and everything will be all right? Or did you think, well, I need to put a little bit of planning in there? A little bit of planning, a little bit of effort. Today, Christ wants us to prepare the people that are around us. He wants us to be selfless towards these people. But Christians should not focus on that only. We spread the good news. We ensure that we are prepared by reading the word of God. There is an initiative in the, the, the church at the moment where there are many Bible students. We read the Bible. We try to understand what Christ wants of us. But certainly, we try to refine our hearts. We try to refine, you know, the way we live our lives. We try to make sure that the things that are becoming struggle for us can disappear before the power of the word of God. We try to make sure that we understand how Christ expects us to live. That's an effort that is actually done on a daily basis. If we are not doing that, then the likelihood is that we fail to nurture ourselves spiritually. And we fail to be able to answer when comes the opportunity. Now, it depends on what you call opportunity. But I believe that we are always looking at the opportunity to be used by God. We are looking at the opportunity to be doing something specific in the eyes of God. It might be dropping a seed in somebody's life. It might be helping out. It might be extending yourself. It might just be that God will want to use us for a great work as well. There is nothing little in the eyes of God. There is nothing that God cannot do through you. But it is the same thing. If we are not prepared, then we are less likely to carry the task that God wants us to carry the way we should carry it. If you look at the Bible and look at Moses, Moses would not have been able to be the messenger of God to Pharaoh if he hadn't been prepared, if he hadn't understood the customs of the Egyptians, if he hadn't understood the way they, they do things, if he wasn't raised in the house of Pharaoh. He wouldn't have been able to understand how they think. But he was prepared all these years to carry out the task of being the deliverer. If you look at Joseph, the life of Joseph is very specific. But Joseph didn't become prime minister of Egypt like this. Joseph was prepared throughout by God. He was sold by his brother, he went to jail, he went to the house of Potiphar. And all this time, he was still being as a servant and being trained. He was still making himself available. And then, once elevated, he managed to lead a great nation. If we look at the life of David, 
David wouldn't have been able to go and fight the Philistine. But he was prepared because he was looking after his father's flock. He was actually fighting bears and lions. He was already getting himself prepared for war from youth. And when the opportunity arrived to serve in the army of his king, Saul, he did because he was prepared. Preparation is the key. The disciples that have carried the message in the gospel wouldn't have been able to go in the book of Acts and carry out so many miracles if they hadn't followed Jesus Christ faithfully, if they haven't followed the, the teachings of the master, if they haven't put themselves to instruction, they would have been ineffective, or should I say ineffectual in the service of God. And today God wants to use each and every one of us. And that's a fact. God wants to use us. What we don't always know is in which capacity, how, to which extent, or how soon. These are the kind of questions sometimes that we have on our mind. And we seem to think, okay, right, until I figure out exactly what God wants me to do, then that's okay if I'm not prepared. That's okay if I'm, if I'm not building myself up. But we do not know the time nor the hour. We do not know the opportunity that will come our way. We do not know how God will want to use us at that very point. Therefore, we need to focus on preparation. And Jesus Christ talked about the story of the ten virgins. The ten virgins is a very parable that he used for his disciple, to his disciples to just actually show how important it is for the people of God to prepare themselves. And I want us to go and delve a little bit into this story. Matthew 25. In this ten parables, the parables of the ten virgins, we see Jesus telling of what it will be like for those who are prepared for him to come again and for those who are not. Matthew 25 says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some oil, some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No lest there should be no enough for us and you. But go rather and to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And the door was shut. We do not want the door to be shut on us. We do not want to be Christian who do not have enough oil in their lamps. We do not want to be people who are unprepared for the day. We want to actually be prepared. The Bible talks about the virgins that we were not really as foolish. And I'm sure that it is not a nice word to hear, but as foolish simply because they didn't seize the opportunity. They didn't do anything when they could be ready. They didn't actually make any effort to be ready. They were looking expectantly 
on the basis of nothing. It is a bit different for us. It is a bit different because we've already had Christ in us. We've already given our lives to Christ. We've already asked Christ who has gone to prepare a place for us. But the same Christ who has gone to prepare a place for us has told us, watch out, watch out. Your salvation should still be, you watch out with fear and trembling. You still actually make sure that you do not miss out on heaven. It's not by work. It's certainly by believing in the Son of God. It's by believing in his word. But there is an element of being prepared. And I want us to go to see how we can be better Christians, how we can be prepared today for the time when we are called upon by the Master or for the time when we depart this earth. Some people will start and say, you know what, God has already given the recipe. How to be prepared? Just go and read your Bible. Well, but you can read the Bible and not necessarily understand. So actually you need to go and study it. But you can study and still not understand. Then you can go and find out. Participate in Bible studies. Come and join us on a Thursday, on Thursday when we, we dissect the Word of God. Learn. Get knowledge. Get understanding. And that will help you. You need also to prepare your heart. Because God sees our heart. And that's the most important thing. He knows what you think. And he knows how much, how much more that we need from him. Sometimes we yearn from him. Sometimes we actually dare, Lord, we need you more. We need to reach out to you more. We need to receive from you more as well. But sometimes also our hearts are just on doing the things that we do on a routine way. We need to go more. We need to make sure that the God who sees the heart will be happy with his children that we are. And the only way we can be happy is making sure that we ourselves have a heart that is pure towards God, towards the things of God. And that is not just mere words. These is things that show that we need to be proactive. We need to be actually very, you know, uh, determined and open to reach out to God and to let him shape our lives, to let him transform us, to let him, let him remove from us the things that so easily ensnare us, the things that hinder us from being the best for him. And I tell you what, if for you who have have children, if you ask your child to do something and the child doesn't want, when he's even forced to do that, his heart will not be there and he will not be doing what you have asked him to do very well. He will actually either be moody, he will actually probably kick the door, he will still do it. That's fine, I've done it. But the heart is not there. And therefore there will be no satisfaction for you, the parents, to see that the task has been completed because the heart was not there. The same way when we go to God, if we just pray because we are actually afraid to be told that somebody who doesn't pray, then, well, our heart not in praying is not really genuinely on seeking the master. So if we go to our prayer exercise every morning, well, I don't think there is much more effect than that. But if we really want to seek our master because we we yearn for him, we really want to to be in fellowship with him, that's different. The prayer will ascend to heaven. They will ascend to God. It will come to him as a sweet-smelling aroma. And that's the God that we have. He knows and he sees our hearts. So we need to make sure that we prepare our hearts as well and be willing to follow him. What about Psalm 23? Why do I bring it for? It's one of the better psalms, the most known psalms in the whole Bible. Even unbeliever quotes it, the Lord is my shepherd. Many people know it. But do you know that for you to declare that the Lord is your shepherd 
you need to have a heart that is prepared to follow the shepherd. Because if you don't have a heart prepared to follow the shepherd, you cannot claim he's your shepherd. Funny enough, as Christians, we only claim the blessings of the Psalm 23. He prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemy. We are in green pasture. That's what we claim. But our hearts are not prepared to follow when the master says, hey, don't go there. Hey, go there. Don't do it. A shepherd needs to be followed. He says that my sheep, they know me, they hear my voice, and they follow me. But we sometimes are not like sheep. We are like goats, people who actually want to do their own things, people who actually don't want to follow the shepherd. We need to be people really ready, where our heart is really open to God, nothing to hide from him. God's message has not changed. Since the Old Testament, it hasn't changed. People will be judged for their actions. We will be judged for action. We will be judged for how much have we done with what God has given us. Or we will be judged for failing to do what God has instructed us to do. But God wants us to obey him. And that's another way. If we set our hearts on obeying God daily, then the likelihood for us to be unprepared when it comes will be minimized. Because the more we obey... The more we are diligent, the more we obey, the more we receive from God. The more we are in the will of God. And that is very important. The Bible says, Christ Jesus was saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, Lord? Why do you do that? And you do not do the things that I've asked you to do. And it is important that we obey with our hearts open to God. It is difficult sometimes because it's against what we see our life about. It is difficult sometimes because we have other perceptions. But it is important that we want to put ourselves in a position where we obey. Because by obeying, we put our lap where we can receive. If Abraham hadn't obeyed God to move away from that land, Abraham and the children of Israel would never have been entering the promised land. But he decided to obey unreservedly to the master. And that's the thing that we should do. Sometimes God is telling you, don't do that because it is not good for you. Don't go there because it's not good for you. Hold on, stay in that job because I'm preparing something better for you. And we just need to hold on. We just need to obey. And we need to actually remove any kind of thoughts we have. That's still part of being ready. Being ready to obey. It is part of preparation. Preparation is not something like this. It takes time, stages. You go from the next level, you go to the next. It is something that cannot be turned over, you know, by just clicking. You know, the athletes, you know, they know some people are preparing for the Olympics coming up next year. And there's been a lot of efforts, individual efforts, team efforts, planning behind the scenes. People have been planning for this Olympics for three years now. And do you know what it takes them daily? For the athletes who will be competing for the 100 meters, they will wake up every Monday morning, every Tuesday, every Wednesday. Sometimes even they will work until Tuesday, and they will make sure that they rehearse. They do the mock, mock race. They clock themselves. They, 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 they find out that they are not doing well. They carry on. They don't think about the efforts it takes them to be there. They want to be prepared. And you know what? They will have put probably 6,000 hours of effort comes the time of the Olympics, and I might not even win the race. 
But for us, God has told us that we have a race to win. He has already gone ahead of us. So he knows that he has equipped us to win that race. Just a little preparation is all what he wants from us. And sometimes it is difficult because many things come and distract us from preparing ourselves. Do you know that the struggles you've got in life are actually distracting you from focusing on preparing yourself? Because the struggle is talking to you and saying, hey, look, I'm in front of you. See me. I'm that big. And then behind that struggle, you have Christ saying, look up to Jesus. Behind that struggle, you have Christ saying that, seek first my kingdom and all other things will be added unto you. Behind that struggle, you have, it is just but for a moment. Look by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight, sorry. That's what Christ is telling you behind that struggle. But if you actually struggle, you're struggling to be rich, you're struggling to do everything that you want, then what the incident is on that example is, you might not have the time for God again. You might not have the time for your devotion. You might not have the time to actually seek the face of God diligently. And that will ultimately make you a weaker Christian, which is not the plan of God for your life. So God has planned for us. He's definitely got planned for us. But another way he wants us to be able to prepare ourselves is simply about wisdom, asking for wisdom. You prepare yourself by asking for wisdom because Psalm 90, 12 will tell you, Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And it tells you, that psalm explicitly tells you that that wisdom is actually a way to being prepared in a way. Because if you actually do things without knowledge, without understanding, without wisdom, you're actually setting yourself against what the plan of God is for your life. You will actually take action and decision that might actually put you back far, far, far behind where God wants you to be. And if you look at the example of the ten virgins, when they didn't actually put the oil in their lamps, that made them miss out. They could have been prepared until that day where it was missing just a little bit of oil. They didn't have the wisdom to check whether they had enough oil. They didn't ask. But ultimately they missed out because they didn't actually, were not ready. And the wisdom will mean that we are ready. We are ready, ready, ready. It's something we need to put in our mind. Ready day out, day in, day out. Ready 24-7. Do you know that there are people who plan for a long time for an event to happen? They will go to the very little details. Most of the women who have been married in this place know that for your marriage, for your wedding day, you have been preparing every little, looking at every little detail, starting from the dress, what people will eat, how people will fare, how the tables will be arranged, the kind of guests, the list, you went through that. You plan for the detail. You even look at the meeting and say, okay, all right, it will be sunny on the day. And on the wedding day, just that little thing goes off. And you think, oh, wow, I didn't plan for this. Why, the caterer hasn't come up. (laughs) I haven't planned for this. There's the unexpected. The unexpected is part of life. And how we deal with that, we can only deal with that with the resources that God has given us as Christians. We can only deal with that with the wisdom at that time that God has given us. And that's where wisdom is important, to being prepared. That's how we need to apply wisdom. 
because sometimes things will come, and if we don't have wisdom, we will actually take the wrong action. We need to also make sure that we are able to hear his voice. If we do not hear the voice of God, it is much more difficult for you to be prepared. If we do not hear his voice, it's much more difficult for you to do the very specific task he wants you to do. And how do we hear the voice of God? Sometimes it's just by being still. Prayerful but still. We need to open our ears. We need to see and look. We need to seek for him. God speaks, you know. He does speak. And when he speaks, we need to actually remember that he's the one speaking. And therefore, Lord speak, Samuel was saying. First time, he couldn't hear. Samuel, okay, somebody speaking, I hear a voice. Samuel, well, second time. Oh, and then he had to seek wisdom, and the, the, the man of God told him, like, no, the Lord is the one speaking. Next time he called you, just say, yes, Lord, here I am. And sometimes we just need to say that. When God calls us, yes, Lord, here we are. What's your will? Amen. I think what we need to remember today is that preparation is the key for victory. The victory that we look at as Christians is not just the victory that John the Baptist was looking at when he was saying prepare the way of the Lord. We need to go out making sure that other people are aware of Christ and prepare themselves for the coming of the Messiah. But the victory we are looking at is living with God in eternity. And that victory that Christ has already gained for us All what we've got to do is to make sure that on a daily basis, not every month, every other month, on a very daily basis, we actually look at all the ingredients that will make us better Christians. All the ingredients that will make us ready for the times when the master comes back. All these things are very much needed because without it, we might miss out. Without it, we might not actually live the life that Christ had wanted for us. Without it, we might not get the victory. In Joshua 5, 3, 5, and I will conclude with that. Joshua 3, 5. God is saying, prepare yourself and consecrate yourself. For tomorrow as you enter this land, God is going to do amazing things. God might want to do amazing things for you and for me. But if we aren't prepared to enter that place of blessedness, if we aren't prepared to receive these blessings, we will just not receive them. If Joshua hadn't been prepared and hadn't prepared his people to receive and to enter the land, they might not have got it. It is very important today that we remember that it is a daily journey that we have taken with God. It is a daily journey that we have taken and decided to follow the shepherd. So wherever he leads us, we will go. We shall go. Whatever he asks us to do, we shall do. But having the mind of removing ourselves from being distracted of every little thing that is needed for our preparation to become better children of God. And by doing so, God will bless us. He might have promised us one thing or the other, but until we are prepared, we will not reach out and we will not get this thing. What is it that God has prepared for you? I don't know. What is it that he has in store for you? I don't know. I know that what he has for all of us is on that day when he's coming back, he will take us with him. And that's what we should focus on today. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, 
go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.